There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we're discussing episode four of season three of Van Helsing. Okay, normally, I mean, after the first season where I was kind of hemming and hawing, I'm on board with this, but this episode seemed kind of slow. I wasn't digging it. I don't know if it's because like the main characters weren't there or what the deal was, but it just kind of seemed to drag. But now they're like throwing in a possible additional character. And I'm like, okay, maybe we need to know everything that's happening with the characters we have. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, and I do believe this kind of set up a little bit of Sam's backstory which also happens to tie into Vanessa because we have that cloaked woman. Right. That's who I'm like, who's this supposed to be? They're throwing in another one. Well, is it another one or is it the same one? Mm, Okay. And with her telling Sam that find your partner. Right. Like the chosen one or something. Right. Could she be talking about Vanessa? And he's thinking about oh. Muhammad and then to Felix? I don't know. And I sure don't like the way this feels like it's going. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll find out and we'll figure it out either way. But right. you got some ratings news. Yes, episode four brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.416 million viewers, making it the 88th rated cable show for the day. So the viewers bumped up a little bit, not 18 to 49, but at least the total number of viewers got back over 400,000. Well, that's good. Yep. There's a lot going on. There was an 18 plus inning game. Yeah. For the World Series. So uh, I think a lot of people got distracted with other things. Yeah. Friday nights are always. Always rough. Yeah. All right. Let's get into episode four, Rusty Cade. Sam comes to realize his dark destiny and tries to groom Mohammed to be a worthy partner. Scab and Ivory are bestowed daywalker powers and return home to find the sisterhood in ruins. Okay, I'm going to have to disagree with that because we don't really get anything about the sisterhood. We get like a sentence at the end. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to have to disagree with that, but... All right. The whole Sam and Muhammad thing, like I said, we didn't know what was going on with them. And maybe it's just because they haven't been part of the main cast for a little bit. Right. Absolutely. That I'm just feeling like, eh. Yeah. We really hadn't seen any of these characters since last season. Right. Because when we first started, we we saw some of the Daywalkers, and and then, of course, Daytech. But, yeah, this is the first time we've seen where Sam and Muhammad are, and, of course, they're right back where they started, at the in the pool at the juvenile detention facility. 
which I wondered why that was such a big thing. And then we actually find out. Yeah, we do. Because after their little incident where Sam pokes his father's eye out. and I love how you call that an incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what happens with fathers and sons sometimes. I'd say that's a little bit more, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Dearest decided to put Sam in a detention center. I'm starting to wonder how much that was his just own doing and how much it was the state because kid just took your eye. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But as Sam is about to get drug into the detention center, his dad decides to point his finger at him and you shouldn't have done that because Sam takes it off. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, Damn, is this the start of his weird finger fetish? Absolutely. Has to be. Now, once in the detention center, Sam gets bullied by a couple of kids, but one of the guards takes pity on him, and he wants to teach Sam how to weld and work with his hands, and told him that while he could protect Sam some, eventually he's going to need to protect himself. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to tell you at the end what happened with, with this duo, I was pissed. Oh, yeah, because Sam immediately decides that he needs to do some protecting of his own and basically beats the crap out of the bullies and takes all their teeth. Uh, what? Yeah. So he was a psycho from going way back. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He's not been stable since he's been born, probably. Now, of course, in both the Past and the present, Sam is haunted by this mysterious female figure shrouded in black who tells him this is where he will become who he is supposed to be. And that Yeah, that's can... what I'm talking about. Right, and that before he can do that, he has to find the person who will stand with him. And you go, what the hell is going on here? Is Sam supposed to be somebody who... Gets the elders together and frees the dark one. Sure, it seems like it's going that way. It sure does. And that's why, it's like, why Sam? Because he's the craziest of them all, maybe? I don't... The crazy that survived, I guess? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. This just seemed weird. And the weird whatever in the shroud just kept saying, basically, keep it hidden, the thing that you need. Right. Now, of course, okay. <laughs> he assumes she's talking about Muhammad, who, of course, is also there and very, very hungry. So Sam decides this is when Muhammad is going to start his serial killer vampire training. But he's going to be very strict with Muhammad's diet, not letting him eat animals. Yeah. Muhammad was pretty much like, screw you, I'm hungry. Yeah, that's right. I need to eat. And basically not letting him eat anything. It's all an attempt to forge him into the same kind of person as Sam, which means going out and hunting for people, and not just finding them and killing them, but playing with them. Yeah. Okay. You're creeping me out, Sam. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know that's the point, but you're creeping me out more than usual. Yeah. And go out on their little hunt and see some people, I wouldn't call them camping in the woods, but they are in the woods, probably traveling to try to find the safe haven. And Muhammad manages to hunt one down, but 
Sam stops him from killing her because he will not feed like an animal. <laughs> Mohammed is just getting bent out of shape. And then doesn't he let the girl go? And yeah, yeah Sam's just like, run. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. He's trying to teach Mohammed to be a vampire. Play with your yeah. food before you eat and you don't act like an animal. <laughs> Even though you're about as out there as you can get, Sam. Right? Yep. What do you think you're doing? I think you're acting like an animal. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You're creeping everybody out. Yep. And of course, speaking of humanity and seeing that we're in the area, we get to see the Johnsons. We haven't seen them for a while. No, we haven't. And they're doing all right, though their spirits aren't very high. They need food and they're going to have to go hunting. So the two dads debate whether Felix should come along and whether or not he's ready, but they decide to take him along. Well, I mean, you do have to try in this kind of instant to feed everybody right i'm sorry you don't want to hunt yeah. but there's not exactly a huge farm growing veggies around the corner right absolutely and the way they cut sam and mohammed looking at the campers and them out on the hunt you really wasn't a hundred percent sure which one sam and mohammed were going after Oh, exactly. I thought they were watching them trying to hunt. Right. And then we get one cut of them looking at the campers and or the people that are in the woods. And of course, Mohammed wants the one female. <laughs> you dog, you. <laughs> and of course, Felix just can't shoot that deer for anything. But later on, we see him arriving back at camp with the deer. I was impressed he was able to get the deer later and then drag that thing by himself. Right. Absolutely. Of course, later that night, the tables get turned as Sam and Muhammad turn their attention to the Johnsons and Muhammad corners Felix in the underground quarters. Now, before that happened, though, I do want to say I thought it was kind of funny that the kid was telling a story around the campfire, and it was about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, yes. There was Re definitely. You know, talking about one of them. And then he's like, oh yeah, this old show my mom used to watch. <laughs> okay, really, kid? Yeah. Buffy is not that old. Come on. Right. But, but I thought it was funny Yeah, that they were actually talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the vampire menace happening. I right. thought it was and pretty funny. Yeah, the... The writer's room definitely admitted that that was intentional, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them said, yeah, that could have been me. <laughs> yeah, that that was a nice nod to the vampires before, I guess. Right, yes, absolutely. Now, Felix, of course, tries to convince Muhammad that he is just the latest minion of Sam, since Felix was forced to play that role last year. Oh, yeah. And Mohammed's like, there's nobody but me. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like, uh, dude, you were gone. Yeah. But in the process, Felix manages to escape, and Sam decides he had it right before, and locks Mohammed underground and turns Felix into a vampire instead. It's like, Say, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is happening? Right. You thought that. Sam and Muhammad were going to be inseparable. Mm -hmm. And just by seeing this shrouded lady, he's convinced that Muhammad isn't that person and Felix is. 
I don't get that. No. But of course, the next morning, Sam and Felix hunt down their food the way Sam was always hoping. Right. And the fact that it worked, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I can see how this episode kind of got slogged down (laughs) with this story. And of course, we go to Ivory and Scab and theirs isn't much better. Because the two are still alive and kicking, but they have run into some rather unfortunate characters. And we're not even talking about the jerks who are trying to pull them out from underneath some train cars. Nope, it's the daywalkers who come in and just take out the guys and then inform Ivory they're going to make her into one of them. I was confused with this because I knew they were killing other vampires. Right. I didn't know they were changing other vampires. Right. And I don't think they are changing a lot of other vampires. I think they're still killing them, but in unusual cases, I guess they've decided, they say, oh, well, yeah, we might want a few more of us out there. I mean, if they're as invincible as they seem, you think of, you'd want a good army of them and you're ruling the world. Yeah. I don't know, it just seems weird. Right. Now, of course, Scab believes Ivory's been killed, only to discover that she's been changed. And she wants to change him as well. Yeah, and then... Not really wanting to go there. No, and then it turned into, like, almost a weird sexual thing, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that seemed like more of a make-out than a, a transformation. So Ivory returns to the sisterhood with the plan that her and Scab will rule over them together. Except when they get there, they discover that their homes have been burned to the ground and only a few sisters remain. And see, those sisters I thought were the ones that had been changed by uh, Scarlet. And I'm like, wait, are these actual still sisters or are these the ones that were changed? What is going on? Right. I. Don't believe the entire sisterhood left. Okay. These would not be the ones that Scarlet changed. Yeah, I believe that these were, shall we say, the underling sisters and not the fighter sisters. Okay, I got it. Then who the heck burned everything? Exactly. Was it the Daywalkers or something else? Hmm. We don't know. But of course, Ivory turns the few that are there as well so now they've got five of them that are invulnerable right now yeah well we'll see because they haven't met vanessa and scarlet yet yeah i'm not 100 percent sure that even those two can handle them i think this is going to be something doc is going to have to whip up something up something that's going to be able to take out the daywalkers Mm, I don't think, interesting. you know, because you see that that one guy that changed her had a freaking pipe through his head. That's true. But they haven't been, like, bit by the sisters. True. She may have the same effect on any type of vampire out there. Right. We'll have to find we out. See, yeah, when she was in the lab, that she changed one, and who knows, maybe, well, that was... He died, though, didn't he? Right, he died. but. I was trying to think if maybe he could have been a daywalker that just looked more human. 
I don't think they'd gotten to that point yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. But a check-in on the vampires to see what they're doing is about while this was. And next episode, we'll get to see what Julius and the Doc are up to. Yeah, it's because we make it to Denver. Denver. Yep. So interesting to see what might happen there. So Yeah, and yeah, the preview <clears throat> looked like things could go bad real quick for them. Yeah, it didn't look like a great place. But then again, they're also kind of cutting to the sisters where, who knows, maybe it was wherever they were. Right. I don't know. It, yeah, it's be. weird. We're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. I hate waiting. <laughs> wait and see. Wait and see. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Uh, well, what did you guys think about this episode? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think. Huh. And like I said, I was kind of like, meh, but yeah, I, I feel like obviously it's important to get this. Right. So we'll get, it's going to come full yeah, circle. Yeah. I'm It's sh- going to come back somewhere down the the story. This will come into play. Oh my, my, my. But while you're at it, if you rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews get me tongue tied, help people find the show and of course tell your friends about the show because this is something that they can binge several seasons and then get into it with you and get frustrated that we have to wait yeah that's how i look at it (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to check out our website www.fangirlzone.com to check out our contact page there so you can find us and everything that we're plugging up over there and i will have the photos back up because I'm slowly working on getting that fixed. It's only taken me forever. Sorry, guys. But you can see all the photos right now over on our Facebook page. They're from all our con travels from around the country. And all that being said and done for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I am the new breed. I am invincible. And until next time. <laughs>